fellas, don't drink that coffee. stuff to promote up top let's start there uh hi dallas welcome back to the show hey thanks for having me back <laughs> yeah i'm really glad you came back for this episode um well it was debatable after the last episode yeah but you did it you stuck through it and were you were you rewarded um i will say that I enjoyed these two episodes a lot more than the last episode. Okay. Well, don't talk about the second one because it's like, oh, yeah. I'm going to get posted the next week anyway. Oh, so. well, I enjoyed this episode and the other episode. <laughs> <laughs> this episode being double play is the next Double one. play. Second base. Yeah. Turn two. Yeah. Turn two. Okay. Well, that's good. I Hopefully, we have nowhere to go but up from the last the last one that we watched. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was this one or the next one that has my no, favorite James. No, you just did it again. You did it again. Well, James dies in this. Oh, <laughs> son of a... Now, James, this one has one of my favorite James lines. I think it's this one. James had a chance to be killed and was spared. And I don't know why the gods keep doing that. We'll get, we'll get to that when it's time. But why don't we start with... Um, well, let's tell everyone... Because we have lives outside of this podcast, right? Mm. Why don't we mm-hmm. tell people where they can find out what's going on in our lives? We'll start with you. You can follow Dallas on Twitter at Dallas underscore MC. And if we mm-hmm. did, what would we find out about what's going on with you? Well, by the time this is released, this episode is released, uh, my, my first ever stand-up record will be available. Hot damn. When is that? Hot damn. What, day, what day is that? So I know. Well, it's, it's already available. <laughs> oh, okay. There you uh, go. Here's what happened. Um, okay. It's available, but they, they have the wrong price. Ah, it's free. So the, yep, and that's the wrong price. <laughs> uh, it's going to have to so be a little bit more than free. I, I sent in the request to fix it, and you know, usually takes like a day or two. So, so every, the whole world will go out and download it for free, and that'll be the end of that. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So please don't do that. Just wait a couple days. What's the name of your album? Well, by the time people hear this, they'll fix it, according to you. No, exactly. Uh, it's available on iTunes and Amazon. Um, go buy it at those places. Uh, it's only eight ninety nine. What is it right is now? What is it today? Nine ninety nine. Ah, too much. Too much. Yeah. Uh, but it's a. Uh, it's it's called an evening of this. Uh huh. And, uh, and yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, I do stand up as I'm sure a lot of people we've talked about on this podcast before I do stand up. And when I started doing stand up, I did nothing but one liners for a few years. And, uh, over time I just stopped doing it, doing one liners and, but I still had them all. And so last summer I decided that I would retire all the one liners. And so I recorded them all in one night Yeah, and, uh, and then that's what I've released. So it's all of my one-liners. It's like forty-nine minutes or something like that. 
and uh, it's good. It's fun. An evening of this. Well, let's go. An evening su- of this. Let's go support Dallas. I'm gonna go pick that Jeez. up tonight. That's Please awesome, dude. Dallas, Dallas McLaughlin, iTunes and Amazon. Okay. Well, congrats, congrats on your album. It's fun. Release. It's fun. I've been getting a lot of positive feedback. Good. Thanks. Well, that's great. Um, that's you have, what about you, any... Sean? Where are you on Twitter? Ah, it doesn't matter. Do you have any shows coming up? Do people can go see you? I don't know when this is coming out. Oh, okay. Well, like, do you have anything in, like way down the line so that, like, uh, let's say this comes the... out early next week. At the end of March. Okay, that's good. Uh, March 23rd, I'll be at uh, Public Square Coffee House in La Mesa. Okay, California. Doing a show called Camp Clubhouse. Yeah, are those and, uh, is that with a what? C? Is there, are those with two Ks? Camp Clubhouse Kids, and it's all Ks. And uh, <laughs> it's me, and uh, <laughs> I'm hosting it. It's actually a show that I book and I put on. Okay. So I'll be hosting it, and a guy named Tritton Davis is headlining. He's very funny. Cool. And uh, it's a good, good show. So March 23rd, it's five bucks, and there's free beer. All right. Hey, that sounds good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what's going on in my life? So you can follow me at Sean T. O'Donnell. Um, I'm going on tour for the first time in I don't know how long, five, six years. Opening for my old band, Yellow Card. Uh, the shows that are not sold out right now are San Diego on the 18th of March, Los Angeles on the 19th. Um, let's see, 21st is in uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, and the 22nd in Tempe, Arizona. And then the mm. other two shows are sold out. So, um, It'll be fun. I don't really know what it's going to be like. I haven't played a show in a long time, but it's going to be uh, entertaining. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to enjoy it. Well, so. you just played a couple shows with Dogwood. Yeah, but it was like I was playing guitar. This is like me playing my own stuff, kind of assuming the role of like, I've, pl- I've been playing music for a long time, so I'm going to play like from all my different musical avenues, you know? Oh, really? Like, which feels weird. I've never done that. But um, it's only like 35 minutes, so I'm like, I'm sure I can figure out something. There's a place called Music Avenues. No, no. Are you going to play couples? I'm going to play couples the whole time. Oh, don't even, don't. 35 minutes of couples. I wrote Uh, a lot. I wrote 400 more verses. (laughs) 400. Nice. So it's like the Sugar Hill Gang. I like like it. It's the Sugar Hill Gang. They're going to be backing me at these shows. (laughs) Yeah, and, um, yeah. It was really hard to find all of them. Well, one um, of them's dead, so that yeah, had to be I real know, difficult. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you know how to exhume a body? I figured out that uh, you have to pay a lot of money for that. You know, um, what's funny is I, yeah, I know an old Indian curse that I could do that would probably. Have you make seen it the movie Weekend at Bernie's? Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes, well, then, you, then you understand what's going to okay. happen. Okay. So see Thomas so, Howell and. Anyway, so those, that's what's going on with the Dish in the Parkulator. Uh, that's what our extracurricular activities. So come come out, buy Dallas's record, support mm. us. Please. Or just keep listening to our podcast and subscribe on iTunes. Um, uh, but also buy their album. But yeah, yeah. You probably buy Dallas's album. And I'm going to go and do it tonight. And you can buy your album, right? Your album's nah, out. you don't have to do that. But you could. Oh. oh, that's fun. If you come to one of the shows, I actually have physical hard copies, CDs. Yeah. Um. I was telling some people last night about Spirit Junkie. Oh, cool! That's the name of my album. You can, if you yeah. want, if you're not going to come to the shows, you can get it on iTunes. Sean O'Donnell. The name of the album is Spirit Junkie. You can get it on Bandcamp. It's available to stream on all the big streaming sites too. If you want to check it out. But um, oh, thanks for uh, plugging that, Dallas. I appreciate it. Well, I, I enjoy it. Cool. I mean, it's fun. It's fun having actual CDs. Like I, the record's been out for over two years, and I actually have like 
hard copies for the first time. So yeah, I had a good I had a good time last night. There's a guy who knows Jason Harper, a mutual friend of ours. Yes. And he was over at the house for dinner with his wife, and uh, we were all talking. And he's like, yeah, Jason, he, he was in this band. And he's like, but I really liked him. They were called Revolver. And, yeah. uh, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, Revolver? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, my, my best friend Sean is in that band. And he's like, oh, what are, what are you doing? And I was like, he sang and wrote all the songs? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no way. He's like, I love that one album with the phone. Yeah. And I said, Touchstone Inferno? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, that was their worst record. And he's like, oh, oh man. Oh, come on. Yeah, so we talked for a while. Do you really think that was our worst record? We should just get into the episode. <laughs> no, I'm curious. <laughs> Is that how you feel? No. No, oh, okay. that's not how I feel. All right. Uh, we should okay. just move on. Yeah, let's move on. Um, <laughs> so this is episode 14. It's called Double Play. Ooh. Second base. Second base. This one's about baseball. This was written about Scott Frost, who's Mark's brother, uh, who's written a few at this point. It was directed by a guy named Uli Adele, who's a German director who... Upon IMD being him, there wasn't a lot of stuff he'd done. He directed like an episode of Oz later on, which that was a good show. Yeah. But I don't know how you got a job directing um, Twin Peaks in the 90s because we'll find out. I know I said we wouldn't do this when we talk about the next episode, which was directed by Diane Keaton. Um, Love it. Yeah. So um, the last episode ended where we had that just kind of like. Um, all those plots were just like shoved down our throat in the last five minutes. The last one was they found a body in uh, Harry Truman's office. And it was a, like a, you know, look kind of like a drifter. And he was the, he was pointing to the chessboard. And um, so we're back there. That's where we start out. They're examining the scene. Um, when they, they undo the, piece of like gauze that's wrapped around his mouth there is a uh, pawn in in the this person's mouth what's funny is i was watching it today and my wife was watching it too and she goes is that agent cooper <laughs> well it's kyle mclaughlin's brother um oh, who really? plays this guy so that's why he kind of looks like him um i forget what his actual name is something mclaughlin but he's playing the the victim here um, Scott McLaughlin. Yeah, no. Okay. What's the what's the McLaughlin group? Dallas McLaughlin. Um, <laughs> so Coop, it's kind of funny. Coop has Andy dust for Prince, um, but then he goes on to say he knows how this guy was killed. There was a stab wound. He kind of like, without really doing much detective work, he's like, this is exactly what happened. And, um, like he lays out everything Earl does, like he just knows how he works. Um, which is funny when he gets to the end of that, he goes, we're not going to find any fingerprints in here. And he's like, well, why did you ask for fingerprints on the, on the pawn earlier? Anyway, it's yeah. kind of weird. Um, but he mentions that Wyndham Earl is a genius and he's taken his first pawn in a very sick game. And I wrote, Hey man, whatever spares us, Evelyn. Um, <laughs> oops. Oops. So you said her name. Yeah. She said her name. Oh, I said her name and she showed up behind me, right? Isn't that yep. how it works? Uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean, don't go. <laughs> so, Evelyn, go back to the closet. <laughs> that's a pretty good Evelyn. Um, Audrey and Bobby, I guess this is at the Great Northern. There's like a thousand candles for some reason. It's never explained. Um, and so Audrey's kind of talking to. Bobby about how she they need to save Ben and um 
And in the background, like there's a, one of the hotel workers is like bringing more candles into this room. And Bobby goes, what about Shelly? And then it's like, oh crap, what about Shelly? Last time we left Shelly, dun, dun, dun. And we're instantly back to the Johnson residence. Shelly is freaking out because last time we saw her, Leo had come to life. And um, it starts out with a really creepy scene where she's like kind of looking for him and you see his silhouette and he's just like just standing there, you know? And then yeah. she, she like looks up at the light and he's gone. Oh, man, it's tense. It's, it's, it's very creepy, but here's the one thing I don't like about this. Mm-hmm. Is I feel like he got a lot done before she noticed that he was walking around. That's fair. Yeah, like let's go through it all. There's like, you know, um, a clown, ever clowns everywhere. Well, the clowns were from wasn't I guess wasn't that from the uh, party? They never took those down. Maybe, but then they had, he had like built like two different contraptions that like ran music and like pulled covers. It and- is very elaborate, and you would think that he needed a dry. Well, maybe he's been working on this for a while when Shelley was out of the you know out of the house. Like I'm no, sure true. I'm sure he like was testing his legs. Although maybe not because he doesn't. We know what we know of Leo is like he's not completely back. Right, he can walk, he can push a wheelchair, but he can't do a lot more than that. Um, so hmm. Shelly's going to die. Like, that's how I felt when I first saw this. He, he throws like a jar of jelly at her or something. It's like big old red smear on the fridge. Jelly and, Shelly. And it's, we- there's a weird shot that there's like an owl outside watching. Um, hmm. I did not catch that. Yeah. Uh, we see him kind of revving up the wheelchair because he thinks she's going to try to run for that one door, that side door, and she does, and he throws the wheelchair, pushes the wheelchair at her. It knocks her down, and oh God, he's got the soap. But instead of twirling it and hitting her with it, he just says, bad girl. Um, When she tries to get to the door, she can't get out of the door. And I don't understand how how locks work in the Johnson residence, because there's no such thing as like, exterior doors that lock from the outside like she should be able to get out of the house well the house seemed to be under a lot of construction yeah but so maybe what, something what did he what was he able to do to the locks in the house where you couldn't get out from the inside he switched the doors what do you mean he switched the doors <clears throat> he turned the doors around <laughs> you can't do that <laughs> no it, you can not in his state but for whatever reason like the deadbolts are like stuck it doesn't make any sense to me um it's cold things expand just when shelly's about to meet uh meet her maker bobby shows up and i've never been so glad to see bobby and i really mean that um <laughs> and uh leo's got an axe of course he's got an axe and his hand freaking comes through the window and my wife screamed so loud um so <laughs> when leo Leo's got the axe and he says goodbye, wife. Um, mm-hmm. And Bobby, uh, Bobby saves Shelly, and they wrestle for the axe. Um, Leo's Leo's got Bobby up against the wall and he's choking Bobby with the axe handle. And uh, he says goodbye. And I thought it would have been funny if he says if he said goodbye, wife, to Bobby too. <laughs> <laughs> goodbye, so like, wife. Like that's, that's just what he says. That's all he can say. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but it also would have been really funny if he said goodbye, Bobby. Like, he's like <laughs> goodbye, wife. Goodbye, Bobby. He's a um, polite murderer. Yeah. <laughs> goodbye, jar of jelly that I threw against the fridge. <laughs> goodbye, clowns. <laughs> um, Shelly stabs him in the leg, of course. Um, and he staggers off and screams. He's just screaming into the woods. Um, there's a really great kind of shot of Bobby kind of comforting Shelly with that clown face in the background. Um, yeah, it's fu- it'd be funny if you heard, you know, Leo in the middle of the woods. Goodbye, house. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, house. Oh, hello, trees. Um, yeah. But Leo. Leo is not... He's not dead. Frank and Leo. Frank and Leo. Bobby calls him, I think Bobby calls him Leo Stein in the next episode. Yeah. Which is good. Um, So uh, CSI Sheriff's Office, they are uh, not surprised to find no fingerprints um, because Windermere, he knows what he's doing. Um, So Coop finds out that he's been cleared of all the charges from the DEA but he's still suspended. Um, Harry reminds him that he's still a deputy, and if he wants this case, the killing of this drifter, that it's his. Uh, And he says, of course he does. Hawk shows up, um, and just as Cooper had suspected, he finds the car with no prints. Um, Hank wasn't able to make the buy because he's in the hospital, and he made up some story about getting hit by a bus. We know that he was destroyed by Nadine, um, Super Nadine. Super Nadine. Um, Shelly called to tell him the story about Leo. Um, oh, God. And then, like, right when we're like, hey, this episode's moving along, Andy gets called over to by Lucy to talk about little Nikki. Um, she's like, we need to talk about little Nikki. And it's like, no, we don't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anyway, Andy thinks they think he mur- murdered his parents. Yeah, um, and Lucy thinks they're crazy, and she's gonna get to the bottom of this right away. And it's like, no, don't do that. <laughs> Maybe just let them kill everyone in this uh, storyline. Lucy, line. come on, this doesn't. Yeah. No, okay. Uh, but, and then it's like we're back at Evelyn's house. No, no, this episode <laughs> is going off off the rails. Um, and Jeffrey shows up in that tracksuit. No. Uh, anyway, he's wearing like an Air Jordan tracksuit. It's actually pretty amazing. Yeah, um, I kind of loved it. If I could own one piece of Twin Peaks, like um, you know, like uh, a set piece or a costume piece, it'd be Jeffrey's um, Air Jordan tracksuit. Um, it was really a. It really was a pleasant surprise. Yeah, it's really great. There's a guy on Twitter. <laughs> his handle is like Twin Peaks Archive, and he collects. Um, he's actually a really good follow on Twitter, but he also like kind of collects artifacts from the show. And I'm going to, I'm going to tweet him and ask him if he has that. Um, so Jeffrey is like the worst and he's talking to James like, Oh, it sounds like we have a mutual love, you know, of cars. Cause you're like, Oh, Evelyn, but he goes cars, you know, it's like in crappy plot lines. Um, (laughs) he wants James to stay or no, no, no. He, I think he asked if he'll stay and, James is talking about leaving, but mm-hmm. Evelyn really wants James to stay, you know? Yeah. She doesn't want him to go. We want him to go. 
We want him to I leave. Really I really don't care. I uh, James could stay there, and they could just have a spinoff show, and I don't have to watch any of them anymore. As long as Twin Peaks leaves there is what you want, right? Yeah. So this is weird because then... Okay, I have a problem with how all this works out. We see Jeffrey drive off, and then you hear a car accident, right? Mm-hmm. And it sounds like he basically got out of the driveway and then was... You know, I guess we're we're made to believe that like something's wrong with the car, so he got hit, you know. But we'll get back to why that's such a problem. <laughs> so at the double R, um, Ed is there talking to Doc Hayward about what's going on with our dear Super Nadine. Um and about I think Doc Hayward asks if if she's sexually active. He says, Doc, I wake up feeling like I've been hit by a timber truck. Which is very, mm-hmm. it's a very Twin Peaks line. Um, and Doc has his own things he wants to know about. He wants to know about Donna going to see James. So he, Ed tells him the story about um, what's going on there. Uh, and then he tells Doc about Hank saving his... Oh, actually, no, no. He tells Norma. Norma shows up and tells uh, he tells her the story about Hank, you know, saving him from Nadine. Um, Hank's going to go back to jail is kind of where we get to with this. And, mm-hmm. uh, Norma wants to take this opportunity for maybe her and Ed finally to get back together. Finally. Will it happen? We'll find out. I, I, I think so. Um, in James's room, Evelyn goes to see James. James wants to leave. Uh, Evelyn doesn't want James to leave. James thinks that their relationship is wrong. That's my favorite James line. It's wrong. It's wrong. <laughs> it was great. It was so great. It's pretty good. I like. I wanted to rewind it so many times. <laughs> James, what is James's moral barometer? That like this, Like what? Come on, James. You already slept with her, James. Yeah, and like you already slept with her. Hasn't James been a part of like worse things so far in the last like couple weeks? It's wrong. Yeah, breaking into Jacoby's office was was actually illegal. Yeah, but Sean, that wasn't wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you, if you remember, I had, um, when we started this podcast, I was a little bit more, I don't know, gung-ho. And I actually had like a soundboard, which I maybe yeah. used one time, but I think I'm about to bring it back. Dude, if you could bring it back and just put, it's wrong. If I I'd think I so might, happy. I'd rather use your, it's wrong. <laughs> or maybe I'll have both of them and I'll use them in the right place. Um, it reminds me of, uh, you remember that movie, uh, Not Another Teen Movie? Yeah. Remember that scene where That's like Paul Dano, movie. I think it's Paul Dano, who like plays the Chris Klein role? Yeah. And they're in the, like doing the Breakfast Club thing. And uh, the one guy's like, so... Yeah, I don't care. And he's like, that's another one. That's another week. Yeah. That's another week. Get attention. Yeah, yeah, And Paul yeah. Dano just turns around and goes, no, stop. Like, this is really <laughs> bad. That reminds me of this James thing. It's wrong. Like, this is weird, out of nowhere. Yeah. Dramatic take uh, on the line. Good for you, Hurley. During this scene, he's listening to, like, some unspecific sporting event, which I think is really funny. It's like really loud in the mix, but you can't tell what it is. It's high lie. <laughs> it's definitely high lie. James is a big high lie guy. Yeah. 
Um, and you know that the, the marshes had like, you know, satellite cable back in the early nineties, you know? Well, if he's got a Jordan track suit. Yeah. They had the money. Um, back at the sheriff station, Coop is looking at the chessboard. Um, he tells her, uh, Harry that Windermere, and him played a game every day for three years, but he never beat him. So he published his response, uh, in the Twin Peaks Gazette and, um, he tells Harry a little bit more about Wyndham Earl. It was his first partner. Um, they were protecting a material witness. This is Caroline Cooper and her fell in love. Um, we've heard this story kind of, he told this story to Audrey back at the um, Great Northern. But Coop failed in his vigilance and Caroline was stabbed. The killer was never found. And then Wyndham Earl went crazy. But now we're kind of finding out a little bit more. Caroline was Wyndham Earl's wife. Which, why were they protecting her then? Like, doesn't it seem like they would have had someone else protecting her? Yeah, I feel like there's rules against that. There would probably be rules against that. Um, but Coop kind of then says, you know what, I, this I think actually what happened was is that Wyndham was the one who killed her. Um, and that he might have also committed the crime she was a witness to. Um, that he faked insanity and he's a genius. We don't know what he's capable of. So um, the plot thickens here, right? Mm. So Donna, um, Donna goes to Wally's and which so I didn't it, catch this name the first time, but I really like that name. Hideout Wally's. Is it Wally's hideout? No, the name it's hideout above it. And then Wally's I know, but it's in like it. a small, it's like a small, it's like a smaller font. So I don't know if it's hideout Wally's or Wally's hideout. Well, if you, if I'm looking at it, like English. I understand what you're saying. Hideout. It's Wallies. Hideout Wally's, which makes me like it more. Yeah, that's a better name than Wally's Hideout, I guess. Um, okay, so here's what's weird to me. According to the what I'm supposed to believe is that Jeffrey drove out of the house and got in a car accident, and then the next time we see Evelyn, she's talking to James, but then the next time we see her, she's at Wally's. So did she like drive past the wrecked car? But she didn't report to the police on her way to Wally's? Is Wally's a part of their house? Like, how does this physically happen? Well, I feel like Wally's could be a part of their house. Which is amazing. But but also, I think the... I mean, obviously, the sound effect was just to, to elude. I know. I know. But I feel like... But you're right. It is weird. I feel like that's like kind of... They shouldn't have alluded to it then. Like, yeah, it's a little heavy-handed. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just weird to me. Anyway, um, Donna's come to to kind of inquire about James, and uh, Evelyn kind of gives her the like, oh, James left. He's he he went to Mexico, um, and then <laughs> they cut to that song, the Just You song, and I was like, oh. God, no, you're going to summon Bob. Please turn this off. <laughs> um, but it's a really funny like thing where they cut to that song and then there's like a shot of James being all like restless at the house. Um, it's wrong! It's <laughs> I just like that I knew that as soon as Donna showed up, someone was going to die. Uh, don't ruin it for anyone. Um, well, we've already talked about it. Who died? The car oh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey, yeah. Yeah. Did Donna show up before? Before you find out. The Jeffrey does? Because we, we yeah, haven't found out right. yet. I guess you're right. 
Yeah. She is the harbinger of death. She is. Her and James together. Oh, man. I wouldn't be afraid of little Nikki, Andy. I'd be afraid of Donna and James. Um, brother Jared. <laughs> Donna. It's wrong. Um, <laughs> brother Jer. Jerry is back. Um, so, and also Jacoby's here now. Everyone's kind of come. Yeah, so... What? I was really jonesing for some Jacoby. Oh, and let me get through this because there's. I, I was okay. like, I made a note for you at the end of this scene. Okay. Um, so everyone's kind of huddled around Ben now at this point. At first, it was just Ben and maybe Bobby sometimes, but now we've got Audrey, we've got Bobby, brother Jared's back. Jacoby's there, just sitting in his chair taking notes, um, and he calls him. Does he call Jerry Jeb? <laughs> um, ben gives like a. Civil War speech, and uh, Jared goes, do you think it's a good idea to let him carry the sword? Um, but Jacoby <laughs> says what he's doing is quite healthy. He says, by, refer by reversing the South's defeat, he's reversing his own emotional setbacks. Um, and what he needs is both your understanding and a Confederate victory. Yeah, that's uh, a, one of my favorite lines in the that's show. A, that's a fantastic line. It's so funny. Um, and then uh, Ben turns on a fan and picks up a flag, and they all start singing Dixie. And I was like, Dallas McLaughlin, would you look at that? <laughs> They're well, singing together. I had two thoughts. Please. I, one of my thoughts was, I'm happy Jacoby's back, because yeah. he's the only thing that could have made me like this Ben thing at all yeah. at this point. Yeah. Uh, and two... Um, and this is just a separate thought. And I, if you've listened to this podcast, you know how West Side Story is my favorite movie. And I'm just looking at it going like, man, it's got to be weird for those two guys. Like, they were in one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. Like, two stars of the biggest movie of all, one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. And now they're just hanging out doing this weird thing. <laughs> And, like, I just wonder if they just look at each other going, like, hey, remember when we were in that biggest movie of all time? Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Like, yeah, but, like, I like they're taking a step down by any means. It's just one of those things where if you were in something amazingly great, do you just have that in the back of your head all the time? I'm, a, I'm kind of offended. Like, Twin Peaks is amazingly great. Okay. Because what, what you're, you're talking about it, like, they were both on an episode of, like, you know, boy meets world. Like no, that, that would be a good TV show. I'm sure I'm they, talking I'm about... sh at the time, like they were both like, isn't this cool how we're cast? And like, what is being talked about is like one of the coolest. And it, what in, in hindsight is one of the most groundbreaking TV shows of all time. Like I get what you're saying about West Side Story, but like Twin Peaks is also revered as like one of the best TV shows ever. And I think it is. And so I think it's sure. cooler. I think it's cooler that they were able to do both. Like that they were in West Side Story, which I get is a big deal for you, and it is for a lot of people, but they were also, what, what's the coolest thing about it is like that they were so many years later reunited in this show, and that had its ups and downs, and if West Side Story had to be, you know, uh, 30 hours of television, it wouldn't have been perfect either, but like, it's, a, it's amazing. Well, come on. Listen, I, I think you're, you took this the wrong way. I did. This podcast is over. It's wrong. <laughs> no, Sean. Yes. I, I'm not trying to diss Twin Peaks. I'm just saying, like, if you were in something that was one of the greatest things of all time and then directly across from you was somebody else who was also in that thing, mm -hmm. 
Like, does it does it just exist in your head? Like, we're in this thing. Like, I think about this often when I when I watch Dog Day Afternoon, because mm-hmm. uh, Fredo and Al Pacino are in that movie together. Yeah, and I'm like, do you guys just sit there and think, like, hey, we were in the Godfather movies together. Like, remember that? Remember when it was like the most important movie of all time? Like, you know what I mean? Like, so what you're saying is, so. Like when they were like, we were in one of the greatest things of all time. And then they were like, oh yeah. And we were also in West Side Story. <laughs> I'm not insulting Twin Peaks. <laughs> I, I don't, I just don't like, like you and I were in the stomach monkeys together. Like, do you ever, we when we're just we hanging don't have out, to go there. <laughs> do you ever think to yourself, like, God, we were in one of the greatest Christian ska bands. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's all i think about uh, all right keep going okay um that was fun um this is strange major briggs stumbles in like stumbles in and then passes out but before he does he says he needs to see the sheriff um and when he comes to he's talking to coop and harry in harry's office so he where did he just come from so he thinks his superiors like their search for the white lodge is not he calls it ideologically pure. Um, he believes that where he went when he was abducted was the White Lodge. And he doesn't remember much, but he feels like there's trouble ahead. Uh, and then he says, so, you know, until later, I'm going to be in the shadows. Um, and I was like, well, anywhere, as long as it's not behind the wheel of an automobile, dude, like you should not hey, be driving, oh, right? A muscle relaxer what is wrong with him? Um so, yeah, I don't know where he came from or if someone dropped him off or if he had, like, walked there. But or it's, if it's Major Briggs at all. It's strange. Um, Andy has uh, comes in and has something to show them. And he, tr- he brings them back to the conference room where Lana is there. And Jacoby has, I guess, done some sort of evaluation on the uh, widow Milford. And he sticks up for her. He says, you know, like, look, he didn't kill her. This woman has, uh, I, I'm not, I don't remember, and I didn't write it down. But it's something about, you know, the few men have, have, have I don't know, I, I, don't, I didn't write she it has, down. She's so, like, sexually enlightened. Yeah, but something about few men have it. ever dealt with that. So it wasn't yeah. that, like, she actually physically killed him. He just couldn't, you know, this old man just didn't make it. Um, yeah. And upon relaying all that information, he says, we're going to go bowling. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they're not because, of course, uh, Mayor Milford is in the, the waiting room with a shotgun. Um, and he says he's going to blast her into kingdom come and the hippie, too. Um, Cooper has a good idea to let Lana and the mayor talk it out. And so they do. They, they usher them into the conference room that she was just in. And, now, and he says, now we wait. Then there's a commercial break. And when they go in, she's been kissing him, and he has a fantastic line delivered perfectly about how we've decided to adopt a child. Um, <laughs> we've decided to adopt a child. <laughs> um, it's it's all kind of funny, the whole Lana thing, you know, where all the guys are just like so, like making puppy dog eyes at her. Um, Who needs a drink? Yeah, so that's what Harry follows it up with. Which is like, isn't it like one o'clock and you guys are all law enforcement? But yeah, go ahead. Let her rip. Oh, yeah. Um, back at the Martell residence, 
Pete is lamenting that they forgot to order hot dogs for something. I don't, he doesn't even say what they're planning. Um, but Catherine comes in to talk to him about, he, she's asking him, like, did you ever kind of figure out how I was able to survive and defeat Ben? And this is when she lets Pete in on the secret that Andrew Packard has been alive this whole time. Pete, of course, is shocked. Uh, Andrew tells him that they kind of had to keep him in the dark because he didn't need to know. They tell him a little bit more about Thomas Eckert. Um, and then straight into Great Northern where who is just checking in, but it's Thomas Eckhart, played by freaking David Warner, the bad guy from Tron. That's what he was from. I mean, say what you will about Twin Peaks. They know how to do bad guys, right? Tron. Yeah. So, like, imagine you're this guy, and you're like, I was in one of the t- greatest movies of all time. <laughs> and here I am at the Great Northern. <laughs> oh, man. I'm kidding. I'm He's kidding. like, can I sing with the West Side Story guys in any of this? No? <laughs> I no? wish I was in Dixie. Um, okay. Back to the station. Oh, so, we. I think, I hope we... Oh, the, okay, wait, wait, wait. Back to the station... Dr. Hayward comes in and yells at Dick and Annie to get in there because he wants to talk to him. Um, Harry gets a fax that Mr. Lee has been killed. This is why earlier when I was like, how come he didn't just come get Josie? This is why. I forgot this. Um, Because he died. Because he died. Um, Back in uh, one of the offices, Doc Hayward sets everyone straight. He mentions how... um, he gives, every, like, Nikki's backstory. Nikki's mom was an immigrant. She worked at the Great Northern. She died in labor. And then they're both weeping. And, and it's just like, all right, are we done? I think we're done. We're possibly we're done. done. Um, the, best, the best way this could end is if Nikki kills Dick. That's the best way. Oh, someone's got to. Yeah, poor Dick. Gotta do it. So back at the marsh house uh evelyn comes into james's room she says what's wrong what are you doing and he says i'm leaving which it's like he's been packing for three days hasn't he well he has a lot of white t-shirts how does he fit like 14 suitcases on the bike how long does it take you to pack um finally the cops show up which so okay if that car accident didn't actually happen when we thought it happened Finally, someone has... has you Maybe know. that's what the $12 was for, so he could afford to ship all his clothes back to Twin Peaks. It's pro- it was $11 and change after the stamp, Sorry. okay? Sorry. Um, so, finally, uh, the cops show up, and then Evelyn is kind of like, hey, you're in trouble. This was all Malcolm's idea. Um, the cops are here. You better leave. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's too late for you to leave now, but you should leave. Um, leave your 14 suitcases you've been packing for a week. And uh, when James what is trying... What do? <laughs> I can't I leave my suitcases. It's wrong. Um, Donna, Donna finally... Uh, Donna shows up because if Wally's is next door, then she just like was like, oh, here I am. Um, and when James is trying to escape, Donna shows up and gets him out of there. And then they're going to go plot who they're going to kill next. Um, and so then, uh, Leo, we see Leo kind of stumbling through the woods. Um, and there's like an owl, right? Some like CGI or like not CGI, but like a really bad kind of like owl. 
Um, and I was hoping he'd be like, goodbye, Al. <laughs> um, so he sees this cat, he sees this cabin and he opens, when he opens the door, he says, bar of soap, bad girl. Uh, Leo is not completely all, all together there. So he's invited in by a silhouette. We hear him say, come on in, friend. come on in. I'm a friend. And, um, this is the first time that we actually meet Wyndham Earl. And um, that's where this one ends. Wyndham So are you like, when you saw Wyndham Earl, you're like, oh, cool. Or you're like, uh. Um, yeah, I, I, I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know. I didn't really have a, you know, I don't know. He just looks like a guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I just wasn't, you know, if it was maybe, like, a guest star, I would have had, a, and not a guest star, but maybe somebody that I knew, somebody you like knew. a new Coveney or something. Like a, like a David Warner from Tron? There you go. Then I would have been like, oh, that guy. Yeah. But uh, it's just a guy. And he looks familiar. I'm sure he's been in a, a ton of things. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but I was interested to see how it played out and why he's in Twin Peaks. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was um, that, was that episode. You know... It is. A, it was kind of a redemption. I feel like after uh, thirteen, um, I think there's some good stuff. We get some some resolutions like the Leo thing. You know, yeah. did was Shelly gonna die? Um, you know, the like amount of little Nikki in this is less, and you're the this one's a little kind of overrun with James and Evelyn that story, but. Yeah. Um, it feels like the tension is kind of at least coming back to the show a little bit. Um, yeah, like, it feels like we're getting somewhere. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Whereas before it was like, I feel like they, they threw in all these storylines that didn't go anywhere and they just like cleaned them up real quick. Well, I think, I think whatever your feelings on how you like what you thought of the actor playing Wyndham Merle, it's like now that he's there, you kind of like this episode, we're kind of finally dealing with him rather than it just being like a, Oh yeah, that's that guy they keep talking about. They're like, we don't yeah. know anything about. But in the last episode, he's killed someone. He's definitely more involved. And in, like, what we'll find is he's going to be one of the main plot points. Because we kind of needed, we need a bad guy. We do, you know. Yeah, it's like true. there hasn't been one. Like um, the Michael Parks character, the you know the Jean Renault character was great, but like you know the stakes weren't very high. And yeah, so, he was great, but I didn't care. Yeah, you don't care. Like I said, like yeah. it wasn't like the stakes weren't high. Who cares? <laughs> this is someone who has a history with Cooper, and it's a little more interesting when Cooper's kind of brought into the the spotlight in this show, you know? So yeah. um, this kind of, a, I think like this is the episode that kind of gets us back on track. Trust me, we will still have problems, and we will get through them with certain plot lines, but... Um, in my opinion, as a Twin Peaks fan, the show kind of ramps back up to greatness towards the end. Um, and I think this All is right. hopefully where it starts. So, but we'll see. We will see. You'll be the judge. I will be the judge. We'll be the judge. It's clear that you can't be the judge. Why, why not? I said one thing about West Side Story and you flipped out. I mean, the way you phrased it was like, we were in the best movie ever. What are we doing here? Is kind no, of, that's not, but that's not the way I meant it. it. I will all go back and listen to what you said. No, it was just but, one of those things where I'm just like, 
I, it, I, you're not understanding. But I, you have the floor. I'm just saying, like, imagine that you, like, like Russ Tamblin and, and uh, um, oh, God, I can't remember his name. Uh, Beamer, Richard Beamer. Did yes. I lose you? Did you hang up? I'm listening. I told you you have the floor. <laughs> Russ Talon and Richard Beamer. Uh huh. Sure, they were in. I'm sure they were in a bunch of stuff, and you know, great. But they weren't really in a lot of memorable things other than West Side Story. Like that was their most memorable roles when it comes to the movies and probably their acting career. Like when they die, you know, they won't be Russ Tamlin from Twin Peaks. And that's not, that's not an insult to Twin Peaks. It's just West Side Story is the biggest thing he's ever done. And it was a really important social and culture culturally to, to the world. It won a ton of Academy Awards. It like established the movie musical. It, made, it was one of the few uh, uh, movies that was a stage production that was made better in the movie. Uh, it was just it was just an amazing achievement of cinema. And all I'm saying is if you were ever a part of one of those things and then you got to do something else with another one of those people from that thing, would it just always be in the back of your head like looking across at Beamer going like, man, we were in West Side Story. Do you want to know what like, I bet do you, do you want to know what I bet it's exactly like? What? So like I bet you like when Paul and Kanye were like, remember when we made all those Beatles albums and like now here we are with Rihanna? Yeah. I bet you it's exactly the same way. Yeah, it's probably the same thing. You're right. Well, they're good. I'm glad you understand what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. It's not an insult. Dude, I get it. Four or five seconds. Oh, my God. Hey, Dallas, that was fun. (laughs) 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 Oh, that was a blast. Thanks, Good times. Thanks, Dallas, for dishing the percolator. And, um, you know, please, please feel free to get involved in the conversation. To send us an yeah. email, percolatorpod at gmail.com. Send us a tweet at percolatorpod. Or don't. We're going to keep going. I don't need, we don't need it. We don't, we love it, but it's not necessary. It'd be nice to get, I, we had a few episodes where people emailed in. It'd be nice to get some more emails. So if you have thoughts about this episode, or James or Evelyn, email us in. Email us your email, questions or email even us, your comments. E- email us in. Email us your comments about West Side Story. What was your favorite dance number? Who? What was your favorite uh, Civil War battle? I yeah Kay. no please do please do um, thank you again for listening please subscribe on iTunes tell your friends. Twin Peaks is coming back, everyone. It's on. They're they're airing the two episodes every Sunday. We're not that far away. We're only like a couple months away from the season three premiere. Um, so Dallas, you and I have a lot to dish, and uh, we will see you all next week. And um, thanks again for listening. Yay. Dig that, Kurtz. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time.
Then I saw your face Then I saw your smile The sky is still blue The clouds come and go Yet something is different Are we falling in love? Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Don't let yourself be hurt this time. Then your kiss so soft, then your touch so warm. The stars still shine bright, the mountains still high. Yet something is different. Yes, something is different now. The guitar came in. I feel like I'm floating. Floating above a keyboard and a guitar. A guitar. Are we falling in love? Falling, falling, are we falling in love? Mm. That's the ketchup. I like coffee, donuts. <laughs> Russ Tamblin.